Welcome to Leadership Talk. In today's episode, Pastor Priji teaches us the path of leadership in the season of trials. Tune in to know the significance of trials in leadership. Greetings in Jesus' name. Welcome to Leadership Talk podcast. This is a podcast that is dedicated exclusively to strengthening you, helping you grow in your leadership skills, abilities, and your heart. As a person, it is very necessary for us to evaluate the state of our heart if we have to be leaders that are going to create an impact, an impact that will last for generations to come. I want to take this moment to welcome each and every one of you to this podcast. If you've been blessed here, do let us know. My email ID is info at pastorpriji.com and we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to know how the Lord has been using these conversations, these devotions to equip you and to empower you. And if there is an area where we can mentor you, where we can answer some questions or we can give you uh, some solutions or direct you to some good resources, feel free to ask us about those too. We'd be more than glad to stand by your side. Leadership is definitely a very tricky place to be in. Sometimes it looks uh, very rewarding on the outside. To those who are not in leadership, when they look at someone else who is in leadership, they think that, man, this is awesome, this is so cool. People listen to you, you have a voice, you get to influence them, you get to lead them. But the weight and the responsibility of being in leadership is something that everybody cannot handle. And that is why we need to train ourselves, we need to get mentored, we need to be helped Especially if you feel that the Lord is calling you to an area of influence. It could be in the church, it could be in the world, it could be in the politics, any area. If you feel that you are called to create an impact and to influence others, it is necessary that you find yourself a good leader, that you find yourself a good resource, that you find yourself a good community a community that will shape you, that will sharpen you, that will give you feedback, that wouldn't be afraid to contradict you. And it is in that process of being developed into who we are that we will actually reflect the love of God. We will actually reflect the heart of God. See, even if we are placed as leaders in secular environments, we are still mandated to represent the heart of God in those places. It's not just in church that we need to represent the heart of God. And in the world, we just need to do a good amount of production and bring results and outcome. No, uh, the concept of leadership is not just about how much uh, production you can bring out of this whole season or how much effectivity is there in your leadership. The whole concept of leadership is about how you can create an impact in the heart and the mind of a person. And that happens only when you carry the heart and the mind of God in your heart and mind. So it is very challenging at several levels. Uh, I'm sure that if you are a leader, you can agree with me on that, that if you are influencing people, if you are in a place where people look up to you, it can definitely be uh, frustrating at certain times and seasons. But it is necessary that we remain submissive, that we remain moldable, and we remain teachable. I'll talk about a leader from the Old Testament. This is a father. He's a businessman. 
he is a man of god of course he was known for his integrity he was the most a blameless person on the earth at that time and his fame had spread far and wide he was really rich as well and because of which he was now employing so many people in his care he technically was the ceo of his own company i'm talking about job and we all know everything that he went through every challenge that he experienced every failure that he experienced in life consequently and the thing is that when you're a leader and when things are going your way it is very easy to stand strong but it is much much harder when things fail and when things go completely in a different direction than you expected it to and that is the true test of leadership how do you react when things don't go your way how do you react when things begin to fail one after the other how do you respond to god how do you respond to the people around you how do you respond uh, to the people that you failed this is truly the test of maturity for a leader let me take you to the book of job uh, this is chapter 4 and verse 3 this is one of his friends who is pointing it out to him he says in the past you have encouraged many people so job had a history of being an encouragement to other people so he, on a daily basis it could be his family members it could be his uh, employees it could be people that he meets in his city he would make sure to encourage them and that's the trait of a leader right that's the trait of somebody who is willing to put his heart and mind into influencing others and it says that he encouraged not one or two but so many people he encouraged them and it is necessary that we understand that job was not just somebody who was very self obsessed when we read through the book of job we only hear about all of his woes and his issues we don't see his life previous to the failures previous to the challenges previous to this season of his life he had a life of encouraging others of lifting others up the next statement says you have strengthened those who were weak this is uh, what eliphas is pointing out to him he's reminding him of his past he's reminding him of his leadership he's reminding him of how he would not just encourage see when you're encouraging somebody uh you are not very physically uh, or intimately involved in that person's life he's saying you have encouraged many people but the ones that are weak you have gone out of the way to strengthen them to support them to make sure that they remain strong you know one uh, good example would be when somebody's broken their bone and you have to put a cast around it and that cast works as a support system and then you have to let that cast be there for a really long time because the bones currently are weak the bones can't do things by itself and so this cast keeps the bones and the joints in place and the bible says that's what job did in this place he strengthened those who were weak there were people that were weak there were people that couldn't sustain all by themselves that couldn't do their own marriage by themselves that couldn't do their 
ministry all by themselves that couldn't run their business all by themselves and what did the good leader in job do it says that he strengthened those who were weak he became their support system he surrounded them with care with provisions with everything possible in his ability he surrounded them with that so that they will be strengthened and they will be able to fulfill the mandate that god has put on their life verse 4 goes on to say your words have supported those who were falling how did he support them not just with resources not just with uh, promises but with his words he would speak words that are empowering he would speak words that are encouraging he would speak words that are uplifting it is very necessary that leaders that those that influence those that have people looking up to them that we watch every word that comes out of our mouth that we be very careful to guard what we speak when we speak how we speak and to whom we speak we've learned about this over and over again yesterday we spoke about this in the podcast on how when we keep our mouth shut and we keep quiet in certain seasons of life we stay out of trouble we stay out of struggles and problems and here it says that job would support those who were falling so there are different categories of people one that need encouragement one that are weak and the third category is that they are not just weak but now they are falling and what did his words do his words supported them and made sure that these guys will not fall that they would not fail that they would not be destroyed you should understand we have not seen this side of job we've only seen the side of job where he's lamenting and he's crying and he's desperate for god's help but here is a good friend of his is reminding job about his history he's telling him man this is what you used to do before this fall this is how you used to impact the people around you the way that you encouraged them the way that you became their support system the way that your words upheld those who are falling man that was so cool it says that you encouraged those with shaky knees shaky knees it represents fear trembling uh, unsurety very ambiguous uh, decisions that they need to make and here is a good leader who is led by the lord who is godly in all forms and what does he do he encourages them make sure that their doubts their fears the reasons that they are living in self doubt and worry will be removed from their life he he becomes the reason for them to be covered he becomes a reason for them to now come out of those fears now all these categories are things that you need to ask the lord how can i be a leader like this how can i encourage people around me how can i strengthen those who are weak how can i lift others up those that are falling with my words and how can i encourage those that have shaky knees what can i do how can i change my words how can i posture my worship my bible reading my leadership my ministry everything in a way that 
it will now create waves of impact in the lives of people around me see leadership is not just about what you preach on a sunday morning it is not just about how much bonus you give to your employees it is not just about how much gifts that you buy and bring home for your children no leadership goes way past beyond all of the things that you see on the surface leadership is where you actually become the support system for people and sometimes that mean that they will even walk all over you sometimes they will take you for granted sometimes they will feel that they are entitled to receive your help but that's okay that is what leadership takes jesus said that you need to become a servant if you want to lead your people you need to be their servant you need to be the least among all of them and that's a very hard thing to do if we have a very uh, non scriptural understanding of leadership if our understanding of leadership comes from what we see in movies or what we watch about in television series or what we have seen in real life of how corporates function if that is our understanding of leadership or if it's what we've learned in mba schools or leadership colleges then i'm telling you this concept is going to take you by surprise because now we'll have to die to ourselves a lot on a daily basis we'll have to put our priorities on the altar so that we can do things god's way and here we get a picture of leadership where my results is not the priority but the people that i'm serving that becomes the priority their struggles their needs their failures their brokenness that becomes the priority of how i will organize my day of what words will come out of my mouth of how i will rearrange my finances to help these guys the people that i am serving becomes the priority not where i want to go not what i want to do you know the story of good samaritan is very important for us to meditate because uh, there is a priest who comes that way and he had his priority and he said i'm going to the temple i need to get to the temple on time there was a levite that came that way and he also said this is my priority my priority is to reach on time make sure that the articles in the uh, temple is all in place before the priest would arrive and then came a good samaritan and by the looks of it he is a businessman he has the money he has the resources and which also means that he was also expected somewhere else he was also required sometimes it could be his family members or his best friends or his business whichever place he was traveling to they were expecting him at a particular time but he chose to prioritize that broken person he chose to prioritize the person that was in need of his physical affection and love and compassion at that point and how often do we do things the other way around how often do we prefer projects or programs over people how often do we prefer the well-being of an organization or the well-being of the church over the well-being of an individual or the well-being of a person and that's where our leadership is truly going to be tested and we see the story about job how he was living a life of encouraging many people 
strengthening those that are weak, words, speaking words that would support those who are falling, and he would constantly encourage those with shaky knees. May that be our lifestyle. May that be said about you and me. Now, the next verse gives us a different glimpse of what happens in Job's life. He says, but now, verse 5, but now when trouble strikes, you lose heart. You are terrified when it touches you. Now, this is talking about how Job has changed from the time that trouble came, from the time that uh, terror hit his own household. Now, this uh, is something that we have to remember, that when the enemy is trying to attack you, he is not attacking you just because you have a lot of money or because you're prospering. He is seeing the impact that your life is making outside your home. He is seeing the impact that your finances are making for the people around you that you are supporting. He sees the impact that your encouraging words are making to people that he wants to see falling in life. And that is why he will sometimes attack you. And here we see how when Job was attacked, he lost heart. And because he lost heart, because he was terrified, he withdrew from all of his leadership, you know, influence that he used to do back in the day. His heart just changed. He just froze and he became this person that was very much focused on himself now. Why is this happening to me? Why is my life such a big mess? Didn't I do everything correct? Didn't I serve the Lord? Didn't I serve my people well? Didn't I take care of my family in the way that was prescribed to me? And yet, why is this happening to me? He lost heart. And a leader who has lost heart is no leader at all. And you see this in the case of Job, where he stopped ministering to people because he had lost heart. And this season, we have to ask the Lord for grace to overcome every discouragement that is causing us to withdraw from leadership. The enemy knows that the only way you're going to calm down or slow down is if he can cause you to be discouraged. If he can cause you to be in a state of perpetual loss and perpetual grief, then you will just withdraw from all kinds of leadership. And uh, our role model is, of course, Jesus. What did Jesus do when he was in a state of perpetual pain? You see that he is being hurting in his body, in his mind, in his uh, soul. He is in terrible agony, spiritual agony, physical agony, emotional agony, you know, relational agony. His own disciples have deserted him. He is in pain at all fronts. And what does he do on the cross? He is thinking about Mary. He is thinking about Mary needs to be taken care of. So he, he looks at Mary and says, you know, dear mother, here is your son. And dear son, here is your mother. Then he looks at the thief who was lying beside him. And he says, today, yes, you will be with me in paradise. Then he looks at the people that are hurting him, that have crucified him. 
that are pouring out insults after insults on him and then he says father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing man that has to be our example of leadership like i'm not saying you should not grieve when you are going through a failure i'm not saying that you should not you know pour your heart before god jesus did it in fact he went to the father and said if it is possible please take this cup of suffering away from me please remove this challenges please change my life he requested his father and yet he did not become so self obsessed on the way to the cross there were people that were crying and there were people that were hurting and they were crying because they saw the sufferings that Jesus went through and here is Jesus he turns back to them and says dear woman dear daughters dear children of israel dear children of jerusalem don't weep over me you need to weep over your children and their children because what i see is that you know they have signed up for something serious they have signed up for something really bad please weep over them can you imagine jesus is in so much pain and instead of allowing people that are sympathizing with him to cry for him he says there is something even more terrible that you need to cry for he is his heart is broken for those people that are going to be hurt in the whole process of hurting jesus on the cross his heart is breaking for those people that are now going to be in the bad books of the father because they have crucified jesus and he's saying father forgive them for they do not know what they are doing what does it take to be a leader like jesus how did jesus prioritize others in his moments of pain i mean this is the ultimate pain we are talking about i don't think that any of our pain any of our betrayals or any of our challenges any physical emotional relational struggles that we go through can compare to what jesus went through on the cross i hope we are on the same page about that because sometimes i i hear people come and tell me pastor you don't understand you will never understand what i'm going through of course i cannot understand everything that you go through but there is a high priest we have a high priest we have jesus who understands everything that you go through and he sees beyond what you have gone through he he is he has experienced even more pain he has made the ultimate sacrifice ever known to humanity and in the midst of all of that in the midst of all that pain in the midst of all that struggle he cried out father forgive these guys son today you will be with me in paradise he was talking to different different people first he spoke to a woman who raised him up a man who stood by him they were loyal to jesus all through his life he ministered to them then he also ministered to a sinner who was repenting and turning to him and then he looks at a group of people who are still fighting him who are still insulting him and he speaks a word of blessing even over those guys so you see the different criteria the different categories of people when we are going through a pain sometimes we are only helpful to people that are friendly with us or people that are turning to us and affirming us at that point 
And here, you see all kinds of people. And he is releasing a word of compassion and a word of blessing and a word that would encourage shaky knees, a word that would support those who are falling, a word that would strengthen those who are weak. He is doing that when he is going through all that pain. And that is where Job lost it. This was the complaint that his friend had with him. When trouble strikes, you lose heart. You are terrified when it touches you. It's normal to be afraid. It's normal to be scared. It's normal to be uh, curious, anxious, uh, be in this place where we are uncertain of what's coming up, what's going on. But in the midst of all of that, we don't have the leeway to be terrified. It will touch us sometimes. It will hurt us sometimes. But we cannot be terrified. Because when we are terrified, we cannot be a leader. When we have lost heart, we cannot influence anybody else. So, let me speak to the leader inside of you. Wherever you are, whatever season of life you are in, let me speak to the leader that is inside of you. Let me speak to that anointing to lead that the Lord has given you. Let me ask you to get out of your disappointment. I command you to get out of your disappointment. I command you to stop losing heart over the things that people are doing to you. Stop losing heart over the things that the enemy is doing to you. Stop losing heart over these relationships that are temporary, that are earthly, that are just physical in nature. Stop being terrified. No, your inheritance is eternal. Jesus, he was not worried or struggling about his physical body being in pain. His heart was more about his relationship with his father being severed. And that's why he cried out saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was in pain about that. That was what caused him terror. That was what caused him uh, so much of fear and pain and anxiety. And what is it that hurts us? It says you're terrified when something touches you. Man, I know that I have not experienced the kind of physical pain that Job has gone through and but some of you must have gone through a lot of physical pain and it is very hard for us to not lose our cool especially when it is something very physical very emotional very close to ourselves but the Holy Spirit that helped Jesus in the midst of all of his pain that Holy Spirit that Job did not have access to that Holy Spirit is available for you and for me that Holy Spirit can now strengthen us, can now enable us to truly be bold in the midst of our uh, fiery seasons, seasons when we are going through a lot of struggle and pain. You know, the friend that was talking to Job, he finished with this. He said, doesn't your reverence for God give you confidence? Doesn't your life of integrity give you hope? Let me finish with this. If you have been leading a life of reverence for God before calamity came, before your struggle came, then that reverence for God, that love that you have for God, that relationship and dependence that you have for God, that will be your confidence in this season of being in the fire. If you've been walking in integrity, if you have not, then 
you should start that now. And if you've been walking in integrity, that life of integrity will be the reason to give you hope. Will be the reason that you know, whatever I have sown, I'm going to reap. It is going to come back to me. It is going to be my blessing. One day or the other, my life will turn around. May your life of integrity be the seeds that you have sown for a hope of a better future. So, I'll finish with that. Doesn't your reverence for God give you confidence? Doesn't your life of integrity give you hope? May that be something that you will meditate on for the rest of this weekend and let that transform your leadership. Let that transform the way that you lead the people that God has entrusted into your care. You know, this morning I was not really teaching, teaching. It was just me pouring my heart out. This is something the Lord is speaking to me and I am just pouring that out into your heart. I hope that this was an encouragement for you. I hope that the words held up some people that were on the verge of falling. We would love to hear from you. We would love to know how the Lord ministered to you. Do write to us at info at the rate pastorpriji.com. You're also welcome to partner with us financially if you would like to see these resources being a blessing to more people. Uh, we have guests on every alternate episode who come in to minister and share and talk from their life and their experiences. Uh, to make all of this possible, consider partnering with us on a monthly basis. You can do that at pastorpriji.com slash donate. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Make sure to share this podcast with at least one another person who is in need for encouragement today. I'll see you again in the next three weeks. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope you were blessed. Do visit pastorpriji.com slash podcast to subscribe for more resources related to leadership and various topics.